0: Boxing fans, we're talking Andre Ward versus Oh yeah, brand. Special guest in studio, Alan Swire, and some news and notes. Stay tuned.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV Superfan Discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin.
0: Andrea Fasano looks different today, my usual co-host. <laughs> What's up, everyone? It's the boxing after show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm Jared Gilkerson. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter, and I'm joined by—I I didn't know what to call—I was writer, director, producer, character, at, character, <laughs> bad boy, <laughs> Yes. Bad, bad boy of boxing, Alan Swire here, and we'll pr- we'll promote this a little later in the show. But amazing documentary. We go to my hard cam here, uh, El Boxeo. It's uh, on DVD. Amazon Prime just watched it yesterday we're going to be talking all about it today Um, and before we show you a little teaser on that just want to let you know that we are live on YouTube right now and there's a chat room so if you have questions for us Send them our way. Let us know how you, if you didn't score the fight one twenty to one hundred eight last <laughs> night. Uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if you didn't. Um, so chime in. Let us know. Get, what you Get think. a vision test. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, or get a or get a license to judge. Right. Well, well, you know, there are some <laughs>
1: decent ophthalmologists in this country. You know, yeah.
0: Well, not if you ask some uh, fight fans about judging. Uh, that's another. That's a whole other Absolutely. show we can do about Absolutely. judges. Um, and uh, and we're also on iTunes. You know, rate us, subscribe. That helps keep me on the air so you can hear my annoying voice talk about boxing every week. SoundCloud. Um, and we just love talking to the fans every week. I love interacting with boxing fans like we were talking, Alex. Absolutely. We're like, it's a niche and we're, we're a community who have to stick together. So, <laughs> boxing brotherhood. <laughs> yes, we are a brotherhood. And uh, if we find you, we will latch on and we'll become best friends with you. I mean, I, I think I am really good friends with Everyone I've met who said they're a big boxing fan, I still, <laughs> I still talk to them. That's the litmus regularly. test. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes, we're going to jump in and review the fight from last night. But first, a little teaser to El Boxeo.
1: Julio Cesar Chavez helped usher in, I think, or solidify, I'm going to say, um, Hispanic boxers as marquee champions. He couldn't convince his own promoter, Don King, that he should be on top of cards for a long time.
0: That's a that's a great point, and I'll just talk about... Um, I mean, you've been in the game longer than I have. <laughs> I've been on this planet longer yeah. than you have. <laughs> that's true. Um, as a kid, when I became a fan of boxing in the 90s, Chavez was such a huge name. Oh, yeah. and But honestly... didn't hear about him until, you know, later on when he was, you know, in the latter days of his career. And it's such a shame that, I mean, we've seen such a shift from boxing becoming such a Latin driven sport.
1: Absolutely. Today in the stands, as well as in the ring, boxing is a Latino driven sport. Yes, we have some wonderful Eastern European fighters who've come on the scene. What kind of fan base do they have? It's really interesting that Golovkin, who's a wonderful fighter, is being billed as fighting Mexican style. (laughs) And what's his home base? He lives in Santa Monica. He fights in. he's fought in Carson. They're trying desperately because boxing is tribal today. It is not. Sadly, it's no longer a major sport. It's become a niche sport. We're hoping you and I are going to help bring it back. We're hoping it'll take off again. But at this point, it, the audience is, is Latino. It's Mexican, Mexican-American, Puerto Rican. But even there, we're, we're hitting some skid marks because Canelo is no longer the great Mexican hope. We need another one. Will it be Gilberto Ramirez? Puerto Rico was the source of amazing fighters. Yeah. Trinidad Benitez, uh, v- Vasquez Junior and Senior. We had you know uh, uh, Jose, uh, Ivan Calderon, great yeah. great fighters coming out of there. Cotto was the last man standing. We need that needs to be regenerated
0: too. I but, mean, sports are always looking for the next star. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Brady's leaving. Peyton Manning's leaving. Who's going to be who's going to be the face of the sport? And I I really don't think boxing has ever had trouble regenerating someone as a face. There might be a little lull, but then you always get someone. I mean, Mayweather wasn't a face. I'm going to point something out, uh, though,
1: that's really really dramatic. How long has it been since we had a charismatic
0: American heavyweight? Well,. That, if you ask me, and a lot of other boxing fans, is the core reason absolutely. why a lot of fight fans, casual fans, lost interest because of the boom of the heavyweights in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. We got used to, as fans, or casual fans got used to, that, hey, that's boxing, and okay, and that's why Chavez, guys like that, were on the absolutely. So we got so used to it, or the casual fan did, and then as soon as those guys were gone, and I think it be- we have 40 beca- years beca- of that.
1: Right. It became Latino-driven. Yeah. We had some wonderful exceptions. Floyd Mayweather was news. There's a term that I use, you know something is important when it's off in, in movies, when it's off the entertainment page, in sports, when it's off the, the sports page. So Floyd became front-page news, and Floyd became a story unto himself. The downside of that is, uh, you know, my joke that I used with you before, which is that Floyd, to me, was the single most exciting fighter in the world until he stepped into the ring. <laughs> That's true. You know, he was a marvelously gifted boxer, but his fights were not fun. He was willing to stink up the room in order to win a fight if need be. But he had a larger-than-life personality, and he had a nickname. Yep. He had he, he had multiple nicknames as he changed over the course yeah, of his career. Like Prince. Uh absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the artist known as yes. uh, <laughs> uh but but getting back to, to the boxing world the greatest rivalry post the heavyweights was a Puerto Rican against a Mexican. That was they knew you're gonna have two contrasting styles. You were gonna have people who were painting their faces and showing up with the flags. You were gonna have you you were gonna get your money's worth. You had two knowledgeable fan bases based upon chauvinism and a love of the sport and what I call tribalism. And the result was great, great boxing. But those two the, the, we're not getting the great the, as many great fighters as before. You had you also had wonderful things when you had a Mexican versus a Mexican American, and you know you had some funny things come out of that. For instance, De La Hoya was the first Latino crossover star with a great narrative, gold medal that he won for his his mother, uh, the Golden Boy using the Art Aragon title. Uh, Great-looking guy. Women were interested. Men did, didn't resent his looks. No. Uh, but Oscar, when he fought, even in his hometown, was dismayed when he he could have fought Chavez a yeah. hundred times, and and his his cousins and his neighbors would still be rooting for the true Mexican.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and to, well, I want to. I really want to dive into some of this, and great. we'll talk about some fans that might have turned on someone last night in Oakland. For Andre oh, Ward. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we are, this is a recap kind of show. It is after buzz. So I am obligated to talk about the fight and it'll be brief. Did you see I know a fight? Thing, you know, I think I, I, I think saw I 12 saw, rounds, but I, saw, I didn't see a fight. I saw one breakout maybe in like the sixth or seventh round for like 30 seconds. But so obviously we both scored the fight 121-08. Right. There's really not much to talk about in the fight itself. It's more... The larger picture of Andre Ward. Well, the 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 questions are twofold,
1: threefold actually. First of all, why did Ward pick that fight? Secondly, what does it say about his boxing power or lack thereof now that he's moved up in weight, never having been a real knockout artist?
0: No, I mean only fifteen KOs in thirty fights exactly, and all of those were probably. Middleweight, exactly. So, and it never transferred over to super six, right? He could, like Max Kellerman said, beat guys up,
1: yeah. Yes, no, he, he could beat him, he's to an a accomplished
0: ball. fighter, yes.
1: Uh, but the other thing is, what does it portend for the the upcoming fight with Kovalev? Um, can we say, can we play conspiracy theorist and say, oh, he he was since Kovalev was there, he was deeking him by not showing too much? I think
0: you know that, um, how does that do any good? So, okay, as a business, okay. Let's take this is a business end. You're HBO. Yes. If you watched the broadcast fans last night, you saw that Jim Lampley opened up the show saying that this isn't much of a fight. And that, and you were saying that's a big statement. That's, that's – I mean, you Jim's know, a you straight know what that, You know
1: what that's tantamount to? That's tantamount to seeing an MGM movie where the lion, when he comes onto the screen, <laughs> instead of roaring, shakes his head. <laughs>
0: They should do that more often. I think (laughs) they should just judge that on based on screenings. That would be a good idea. But I like that they do that because I don't see that in PBC. uh, That that I no Heyman is not going to allow that. So I like that they give them a little bit of freedom, but they have to toe that company line and and say the right things. But what does this do now? Because in my opinion, it's always about it's our our sport is always about the casual fan, like every absolutely. And what did you do last night? If if you heard about this Kovalev Ward fight, what did that fight do last night to get anybody more interested? Well, let me give, let me give you an same. analogy, Jared. Okay.
1: You see, a, you walk out, you go with your girlfriend, your wife, your buddy to see a great to see a film, and you love it. The minute you you walk out and you're headed to the car, you say, "What else is playing?" Yeah. You have a wonderful meal somewhere, and you say, "What other good restaurants should we hit in this town?" You see a great fight, and a great fight doesn't necessarily entail great fighters. And, you know, I'll give you an example. The the first and second fights between Brandon Rios and Mike Alvarado, these are two good fighters, not great fighters. But they were—nobody said, I didn't get my money's worth. Everybody said, when are they fighting again?
0: Exactly. They were—you know, those were were great fights. Last week— But again, just not to interrupt, but you can sell those fights to pure boxing fans. Because the casual fan isn't going to put in the effort to find exactly. where these fighters are fighting. Even in the case of Salito and Vargas. Yeah. We don't know how good Vargas can be. I think he can be pretty good. Salito is just a warrior, 10 losses. Yeah. And if you see that as a casual fan, you're not going to, oh, these guys. No, he's... You're he's, not going to search he's it out. He's there
1: for the, for the Mexican, the true Mexican fight fan yes. who respects this guy, yeah. who's going to give you, who's going to give you his heart and everything in him, every single outing.
0: So you can't fault... The HBOs and Showtimes for putting undefeated guys, belt holders, on television. We can if you, we want. You can <laughs> to, to a point. I mean, this fight. Yeah, I don't. Brand but, is undefeated somehow. The, you know, here,
1: here's the story. Boxing today depends you know, the the business of boxing uh, you know on, on all sorts of boxing websites you see guys coming up with with the fights that, that ought to be out there and they can't understand why those fights aren't taking place the fight is is based upon what kind of fan base a fighter has now a fighter you know, mayweather had a, had an amazing fan base because of his record because he was skilled fighter but mainly because of his personality to, other than that, it's largely chauvinistic, which means that Mexican fight fans are going to probably show up for the Mexican fighter. Puerto Rican fight fans stuck with Cotto probably too long, though they didn't show up for, for the fight at, at Madison Square Garden. Andre Ward does not have a, a, a specific fan base of his own. So he blew a wonderful opportunity... To for especially for, in the prom- home crowd, absolutely in his backyard. To if he had come out, sure, this is a fight he's supposed to win. So in a fight that you're supposed to win, you bet, and you better not just
0: win, you better do more. So what's the crowd? Okay, so let's move ahead. Andre Ward and Sergey Kovalev in November. What are we looking at here at the crowd? This isn't Mayweather Hatton. This isn't like this isn't a bunch of people coming over from England and, right. and getting rowdy. And it's not even. It's not even a great Ward. A few years ago, could have been the next great American exactly. fighter, and now it's who's he again for casual fans? Or it's yeah, but he might have flubbed his opportunity, which I don't think he's taking seriously enough. Yeah. Which we saw in the interview before with Jim Lampley. So, what are we looking at in the arena? What are we? What are, are we going to get? A lot of bo- are we going to get a bunch of boxing purists? Well, even, Is it would even be like the quietest fight ever. Probably <laughs> even
1: boxing purists. Are aware of the fact that Andre Ward chose recently to fight in the courtroom rather than in the ring, which makes you wonder
0: how much he loves the fight game. So what's okay? So what's your opinion of his cavalier attitude towards you know? Okay, I did what I had to do. I don't think it's a big deal that I haven't been fighting much. Like that hurts him. I mean, it has and that hurts to. him in
1: a big way. Is, is that does that what how how is that going to make him appealing? To boxing fans or to sports fans who are not necessarily boxing fans, but would get excited. Remember, the sport just went through a trauma. Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather, a fight that took place five years too late, was the great pseudo event of recent history in sports. Yeah, Tremendous buildup, exactly what we're talking about. It wasn't in the sports section of the paper. It was on the front page, front page of the paper. Yeah. It wasn't, it was on TMZ rather than simply on sports radio. Yeah, It was, you know, it, and... It shit the bed. Absolutely. <laughs> they, you had to fumigate the sport yeah. after that. You know, they should have said, here's your money back. We apologize. Instead, the, you know, the, the promoters walked away with a
0: zillion... And you know, the fighters blame injury. Oh, yeah. I mean, I if you blame anyone in that fight, fighters. You have to blame everybody. You have to blame everybody. But Floyd was Floyd in that fight. He's been that same way for Absolutely. the last six, seven years. I don't know what people were expecting. Right. If anyone held back, it looked like a little bit it was, it was probably Manny. And then he mentions the shoulder. Oh, come the on. The whole thing just collapsed. And then not to mention HBO and Showtime butting heads. And now they're in a legal dispute. And that now that all that's out there publicly.
1: And this comes after uh, after Floyd with Victor Ortiz, after a series of exhibitions, you know, fights that are—pay-per-view fights yeah. where, um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't book my, my sister as an opponent. Yeah. You know, one, one glare from her might have scared uh, poor <laughs> Floyd, you know.
0: What do you—OK, okay, so we're talking about repairing the sport. Yes. And how this fight didn't do anyone any favors, didn't help the sport, didn't help Kovalev and Ward. Right. So what are we looking at with Kovalev Ward realistically, pay-per-view, pay-per-view buys, uh, how it's going to be received, and what do you think ultimately will happen? I, I'd love to hear your opinion What what you think is going to happen overall with the fight. The question is to me, the, the big question to me
1: is, first of all, what kind of shape Kovalev is when he shows up? Because his last outing was not great. It wasn't horrible. You know, to read the, the pundits, it was a disaster. I don't think it, compared to what we, we saw oh, with I Ward, it, it, you know, it was almost pretty good. Yeah. But he did not seem motivated and get, maybe, you know, they're, they're using it as an excuse that, it was, that he was fighting in his backyard. Well, Terrence Crawford likes to fight in his backyard.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, well, Too bad. I mean, too bad that I don't think a lot of TV providers are going to go to Nebraska, you know, for, you know, I don't think Pacquiao, if that fight happens, I don't think Pacquiao is going to Lincoln. But that would be great. That would be great. But, but, you know, we see all
1: these excuses. What kind of fight will it be? Will, will, Will Ward engage in the fight? Because we've seen fights where, the, where people don't engage. I mean, uh, Provodnikov was a guy who used to engage. Mm-hmm. And then we saw him in a fight where he, you know, he dominated the first round and gave up. Yeah. You know, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, we saw, we saw a fight last week where Mikey Garcia's opponent could have won an, an Olympic diving competition. I think he's on
0: today in Rio. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the, the diving <laughs> events. He's there. He's there. Right. Um, you know,
1: I, I hope it's a great fight because, and I, and I say that not just for the viewership of that
0: fight, but for the sport itself. So are we as fans? Cause I, I feel like there's so much rhetoric about, mm-hmm. we've got to, we've got to save the sport. It's got to get back into the, why can't we as boxing fans be comfortable with, because you get guys like, and the key example is Michael Wilbon on PTI, yeah. always bashes boxing. It's not what it was. It's not, it's not, it's not. And in your film, El Boxeo, yeah. right there, everyone, <laughs> your film says, you know, it's a truly international sport now. Precisely. So in in our opinion, in a lot of people, it's become international. It's not so, it's, you know, it's not, it's not just Leonard and Hagler and Hearns and Tyson and Holyfield exactly. and all these American fighters. It's truly international. So and to some scale, it's a bigger sport. Precisely. So why are we as boxing fans so obsessed with trying to get it back into the American rhetoric? Because
1: it's not prime time. We, you know, once upon a time, boxing was on primetime TV and it was on free TV. What now what we're seeing, we're seeing new audiences emerge. Yeah. So in the Philippines, everything stopped when Manny Pacquiao fought.
0: Oh, yeah. Prior to that, the Philippines were, you know, insignificant in, in the world of sports. Isn't it asking too much, though, in the world we live in now with a thousand channels and then the Internet, the world being so small? Isn't it asking for too much for the sport? Yeah, in the Philippines, it could be the biggest thing. But isn't it asking too much for the entire country here to, to get behind? Yeah,
1: we saw it. We saw it. Imagine what would have happened if the Manny Floyd fight was something had not been a dud. I mean that was on you know baseball was considered dead and suddenly you had Sosa and Maguire yeah. having a home run that's race. A good point. And people who didn't who didn't follow baseball suddenly were turning in to see you know did Sammy hit one did did Mark hit one you know that they were juiced that's a whole other thing that yeah. was the, but a sport can be revivified the minute that there's something really exciting or in the case of boxing there, there are some charismatic figures you know what do we need to do
0: the alphabet soup doesn't help no okay so that was that was one of my questions i will ask you now so if you had to pick one thing you got to pick one thing that you could change about the sport of boxing what are you what are you changing if you had to pick one thing the belts suck you know yeah i we can we can, we can go through a whole laundry big, list what would be one thing you could could make the biggest impact
1: Olympic, re, revive Olympic boxing in a really exciting way. When you consider what, what Olympic boxing did for a guy named Cassius Clay, who became Muhammad Ali, what you consider what Olympic boxing did for Oscar, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, kid from East L.A., when you consider what Olympic boxing did for Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, um, that, that was a platform. Why does the NBA insist that guys go to college for one year? Because who is Carmelo Anthony if he's a, if he's coming out of high school? He takes Syracuse yeah. to to the Final Four, yeah. and he's Carmelo Anthony, yeah. household name. There's a sense of anticipation. Kevin Durant, similarly, you need a platform that introduces not
0: just fight fans but the world. It's a great point to these people. So why was it so much to, to kind of put a bow on on this conver- this part of the conversation? But why was Why were guys like De La Hoya and Leonard and and Cassius Clay and even to the point, you know, Holyfield, because of the the, the horribleness that happened with with that Olympics? Why were they such? Was it because boxing was already such a mainstream sport? Can you can you get it back? Because now there's even more Olympic events. I was on my app last night. I could watch shooting. I could watch archery. I could watch swimming. That I don't even think if it was back in the 60s, 70s, or 80s, people, if there's an app, I don't think people are, are keen in on boxing. So, why, how can you get them back?
1: Well, boxing is one of the few sports. Look, the Olympics can, can create huge, uh, huge, huge uh, personalities. Yeah. Nadia Komenich. You know, come on. Yeah. Suddenly she was a household name and everybody was interested in her. You know. um, So there's a little bit of laziness in in developing these stars. Who's in charge of developing stars like that? Boxing historically has had incredible narratives. We knew everything about Oscar. We knew everything about Cassius Clay and then Ali. You know, um, imagine the fact, you know, you've got got right-wing talk show hosts, Talking, you know, knocking Islam and and saying that all you know, there's nobody good who ever came out of Islam. Well, we don't mean you, Ali. We don't mean you, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just as you got guys who were talking about closing the borders, who see their kids walk into the house wearing jerseys that 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 say Gonzalez or Correa or yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Hernandez. You know, I mean, you got some funny things, but. You, in the Olympics were always an opportunity to to discover per, not just athletes but personalities.
0: They, they have, and I have to say, they've done a good job pushing some of the female boxers. Yeah. Uh, this, but then there's just no platform after that. They have a, they, they have the opposite problem. The female boxers. Yeah. They get pushed really well in the amateurs, but then there's no following professionally, which is which is little
1: different than the WNBA. Oh God! You know yeah. the only sport that College, I can, yeah. you know. The, you know, and, and the, the, the great women's soccer players yeah. too. There's no after- way well, to There's the only finally sp-
0: a, there's finally a, t- a changing. There yeah. It's happening. Soccer, but, yeah.
1: You know, largely because of AYSO with little girls playing yeah. and whatnot. Um, you know, the, the tennis is different. The Williams sisters are oh, yeah.
0: draws. You know, they're, they're great players. 50-50 sport in my mind. Why people watch Yeah, men and women. It's, I think it's the only sport that's completely equal. Absolutely. On, on, on the planet. Yeah. But I mean, boxing's got a lot of work to do. And I, 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 and I've never heard. You know, I hear get rid of the belt, get rid of all the promoters, get rid of all. All the of which teams. is true. But now I've never heard anyone really say, if you revamp it at the Olympic level, then you've got an interest. I was trying to watch two guys fight last night, and they didn't have a graphic up the entire time right. with their names. I'm like, can we just not be lazy? Yeah, I'm absolutely. interested in these two fighters. And after a full round, you got a guy wearing blue, you got a guy wearing red. I know what country they're in, but. No, and I don't and, know their names. I don't know their background. Uh, you're absolutely right, but Olympic boxing changed.
1: It turned into fencing. And you ter- you had the Cubans making everybody a lefty and everybody mechanical and you know, the it for for several years it could be argued that that Rigondeaux was the most skilled boxer in the world. And to me, watching him was like watching paint dry or worse. <laughs> Um, he he refused to give the fans them you know, to to acknowledge that it was that it was entertaining, yeah. that it was entertainment, and that there was an obligation about on his part to to do what Derek Jeter did for baseball. You know, every, how could you not? Derek Jeter was going to find you. you Any time you saw him play, he, you, he was going to do something that was going to give you your money's worth. Yeah, and. The, he carried himself in an amazing way, and he was a winner. Yeah. You know, uh, but you had fights where, where the audience, you know, in Singapore—no, in, in, uh, in, in Hong Kong, rather, where the audience walked out during a rigando fight. That's bad. And then, he, <laughs> you know, he's wondering why he can't get a fight. Yeah. First of all, you're not going to—you know, you can't make enough money fighting against him. No. And you can't look good fighting against him. So why do it? No. And then HBO
0: spurned him. Yep. Um, and he was mystified. He's edging back into some of the uh, headlines recently. I know there's, he's being mentioned in with some names. Again, I think he's he might be open to changing his, his style. We'll, and, we'll and have to see. The question is, can someone after a while, after so long? Maybe. If the paycheck is in front of them. <laughs>
1: hey, throw 10 more punches this round. Well, uh, you know, there, there's a, a problem with the Cuban fighters. There are several problems. You know, they all fought at a weight that that you know much lower than they should have. They were, as I, as we said, they were mechanical and lefty, yeah. but they were also in that regime. They were monitored twenty four seven. Suddenly they come over here, and there's abundance. Yeah. And the first stop is the jewelry store. Yeah. Then the the, the next stop is the supermarket. They walk into Publix in in Miami. And when they leave a half hour later, they're twenty pounds heavier. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> there is. I mean, except for Luis Ortiz, who it's good for. There, there's the exception. <laughs> and and right who there. wants to fight him? Yeah, nobody. Ugh. You know, and he wants too much money. Let's find let a middle ground because the heavyweights, and we'll and we'll, we'll, we'll switch gears here and, and we'll talk about your film. But the heavyweights are so much potential. There, it, it's right there. There's so many budding stars, but I just I fear that it's gonna. It's going to collapse a bit. Well, you know. Back down. The, the great
1: hope that many people had for a lot of reasons was Chris Areola. Ugh. But a great personality. Yes. Fun, wonderful interview. And the biggest fight of his life, he shows up with an excuse. Oh, if I'd been in shape,
0: Don't I would have kicked his butt. Yeah. Were you there? Yes. I was there. That was the first time I've seen a crowd, boo, pro-Latino crowd. He starts crying in the ring. If yeah, you absolutely. haven't watched it, look it up on YouTube. <laughs> he starts crying in the ring, and immediately everyone around me, just get out of the building. Just boot him out of the building. Absolutely. Like, what a way to, 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 well, to lose your base. Mexican there. fight but. fans are incredibly knowledgeable. Yeah. They knew.
1: And they, you know, knew. they want, co- what they, heart. they want Corazon. Yeah. And they will, lo- you know, uh, as, as, as is said in my film, a Mexican fighter is willing to fight in the ring. And when they see one who isn't,
0: yeah, boy, are they ready to turn on him? Yeah, and we also learn, also willing to turn their backs if the time comes. Oh, absolutely, because of that passion, because they're, Ex- they're not, they're going to give everything. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, the next thing for Ward, November nineteenth versus Kovalev. I'm excited. I'm sure you're excited. I, oh, I'm, I'll be yeah. buying the pay per view. I'll be watching it. We'll be here on YouTube <laughs> in the fall talking about this fight because, I mean, any way you slice it. Bad performances, maybe, uh, if you think by each fighter going into the fight, we're getting two under, the two best light heavyweights undefeated coming in, uh, and you don't see that very often. And
1: two of the best pound-for-pound yes. fighters in the world. Yes, and completely different skill set. Styles. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, languages, you name it. Yes, and I, I guarantee—I don't know what this nice Kovalev's all about. Recently, I—I yeah, right. I I miss the trash-talking Kovalev. The past two times I've seen him, he's been way too nice. So well, Sergey, yeah,
1: on. you know, look, we want Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird. It's a little too nice.
0: <laughs> now they were well, they, Larry they, Bird was one of the great trash talkers. They tried, so. like, yeah, but it was, yeah, yeah, okay. I was I was I'm thinking more like Pistons, you know, against anybody. Oh, or, right, yeah. Like I want that Kovalev. I want the Bill Lambear Kovalev. Yeah, okay. That's just going cuz that's going to generate interest. somebody who kicks puppies. Yes. Kicks puppies. <laughs> uh bit of a controversial figure with with uh, Adonis Stevenson. You're right. Who looked, you know, decent last week and I don't know what's going on with him, but that's a different show altogether. Like, he should be fighting much better competition. Exactly. But uh we'll move on here. Um, just a few notes that we were talking about earlier. Some, uh, so I, if we have that news bed drop, I love that newsbed drop, Mark, and I, the fans love it too. So if we've got the breaking news, I, I would love to to hit that because we're talking about. There After it is. Buzz TV news. There <laughs> it is. Um, some very strange tweets last night by Ricky Hatton, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the boxing fans are are kind of uh, left guessing here. I, I guess he'd been like. In a series of arguments right. with his fiance, and he went on Twitter last night saying, "I have not I have nothing left, absolutely nothing." Um, you know, we were talking about it before. You, you just hope that these boxers who are, you know, in a rough situation growing up can get out of.
1: Well, you know, the, the he's line, guys. The line that we were old. talking about: boxers fight their way off the streets, then all too often wind up back on the street. And uh, for the older fight fans, Montague, Annapolis. Cuban fighter who made Mexico his his home and fought often in L.A., one of the greatest fighters of all time. Uh, From what I was told by the Suleiman family, he's living on the street in Mexico, which is sad. Bobby Chacon is uh, one of the most charismatic, probably to my my mind the most charismatic fighter ever to come out of Southern California. Uh, He's basically indigent. Uh, Alex Ramos, great guy, the Bronx bomber, has had serious problems. Uh, a wonderful guy named John Bray, who was a heavyweight, um, who became a trainer after his career was over, he's got problems now. Um, you know, it's we talked about the fact that there are problems of other sorts. Israel Vasquez lost an eye, had to have an eye surgically yeah. removed. Yeah, because he fought, he, after one of the great trilogies in boxing history, um... Marquez Vasquez, they had fight number four, which never should have happened. No. Uh, and and every time they have one of those fights, not only does somebody risk serious injury, like is like what happened to Israel, but also the fa- it turns off the fans. No, R- great fights generate enthusiasm, and that's what you want. You want people. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, yeah, you know, we were talking about the Olympic Auditorium. There was a there. There was every week. There was a war. The, the matchmaker was known as Don War Week Chargers. Yes. one of the all-time great guys, as well as being a great, great matchmaker. Still going. Yeah. Um, I've I've rarely had as much fun talking boxing as I did one weekend in Vegas when I went out there to uh, for a big fight because I when I was making El Boxeo, I would go to places when there was a fight because everybody comes in. Yeah. Um, and. I got there Friday night and had dinner with, it was start the fun with Larry Merchant and Freddie Roach. Yeah. Then decided, okay, I'll go back to my room after, uh, you know a long and length, you know, lengthy and uh and late dinner with those two when I got grabbed by the great boxing publicist Bill Kaplan who said come on come on we're hanging out and it was Kaplan and Schargen and a couple of other guys <laughs> Pugmire from the LA Times and I wound up going getting back to my room in time to shower and shave before I had to start doing interviews perfect what did the interviews had uh, had had a bite of dinner um, went to the fights and uh, sat there. And then Larry Merchant said, "Let's go." To, you know, you come into the post game, uh, to the post fight uh, interview. And I yeah. said, "Yes." Yeah. So I, I sat with him, uh, and we. I heard something I'd never expected to hear in boxing when Victor Ortiz said th- something, and then looked up and said, "Wait, that's an oxymoron." <laughs> Victor, Larry, Larry elbowed me. I elbowed Larry. <laughs> w- went out and, and drank. You know, had a couple of bottles of wine with, of with Larry, and th- was about to stagger back to my room, finally to sleep, when Kaplan and Chargon
0: grabbed me again. Yes, that's uh, good. It's a fraternity. <laughs> it truly is a fraternity. It's the boxing brotherhood. It's great. It's great. Um, well, we hope to. That Ricky Hatton's fine. That was the, the first yeah, point. Please, we we yeah. hope that he's uh, he's a great fighter and uh, hope he gets well, and this is nothing too serious. Uh, another couple points in the news is that Andre Ward says, I think he's actually serious about fighting at heavyweight. Uh, don't even get us started with him fighting at heavyweight. <laughs> uh, and that he's never going to go back down to 168, um, which I think would be better for him, but I know it was tough to make fights, but I think yeah. he's perfect at that weight class. Absolutely. But, um, so that's our news today, um, and we're going to get into El Boxeo here. Uh, I've got another teaser clip I want to show everyone and then we'll uh, talk a little bit about it.
1: Because it used to be one place, the Olympic, where they all came to and they fought. And from that point on, they fought, you know, everywhere else else in the world. But the Mecca was right there. We talked about the Madison Square Garden, obviously they had their time. But if you talk about the West Coast and the Latino fighters, there's no better place than the Olympics. The Olympic was like the Madison Square Garden of the West. And we weren't letting the fighters go back there. Well, we had good drawing cards. I mean, we fought hard to keep them. And they did the same thing. Oh, at the garden, they would send me opponents.
0: I would send them opponents. But the the cream of the crop, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) I love it. Um, we, I, we've we got about 15 minutes here, so let's, let's, let's spitball a little Great. bit about, I want to talk about the Olympics. Sure. Uh, cause we have some, and there's such a fan base in LA, but there's such a huge fan base in LA that knows nothing about, uh, the Olympics. Sorry. I have someone chiming in on the chat real quick. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I gotta say, Hey to Brian. I gotta let him know. Um, uh, so what's up, Brian? I want to talk to the fans. what did you think of the fight last night? And, uh, if you've seen Boxeo, say would love your thoughts, um, so the Olympic Auditorium, I mean, that shut down in the early seventies, yeah. And it was it came in the forties, yes. Uh, so it's like a thirty year period. Uh, and did you have a chance to go to fights at the I Olympic? Did. And and it, I did. What did you think of that venue? I loved it. Yeah,
1: you know, there, there's a sense that you get where you, you say, "Hey, I've come home." Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. I'd heard about the Olympic. I grew up in New Jersey. I I saw fights locally. I saw fights at, at Madison Square Garden. Sunnyside Arena. I couldn't wait to get to the Olympic when I came out here. And not only did it live up to my expectations, it exceeded them. There was an electricity in the air. The fans, you know, it was a place where you went once a week. Uh, The notion of that being a destination, a place like that existing today, a destination every week, Yeah. Don Chargon, as I mentioned, was a great, great
0: matchmaker. Eileen Eaton, who ran the place, that's a, that's someone I, I oh. you know I love to talk about. And we were saying there should be absolutely more information because I think there's, a, there's a, I mean there's obviously a story there with her.
1: Oh, great story! And uh, but they, you know, they if you didn't show up for two weeks in a row, you lost your your seats. Wow, the demand was so great. How, how big was the arena? you know i don't work? know what the the actual seating was but it, it felt it was large but felt small yeah. and you 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 learned quickly where to sit and where not to sit in other words uh you didn't sit just underneath the the balcony because you ran the risk if there was a bad decision of of getting uh, drenched with we'll call we'll call it recycled yeah. beer yeah um you also, I mean, there's a story that Frankie Duarte, who fought at the Olympic many times, tells in the film. He, uh, there, there was chauvinism there, and Frankie was, uh, considered himself uh, Latino to the core, but he was a local guy, and he fought against uh, a, 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 a Mexican, not Mexican-American yeah. American fighter, and at, he, <laughs> as his hand was raised with the decision... The winner, Frankie Elguero Duarte,
0: he was hit in the head with a bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so why do we? Because you wouldn't see that. You see that in some communities here in the states. You see it with within the African American community. You know, you're not worthy of this. You're not yeah. truly black. We see that, but on a larger scale, you don't see Andre Ward getting hit with a bottle or getting hate because he's not truly American or you're not truly there's, but that dynamic, right. it shouldn't exist. But why do you think it's, cause it still exists today to a point it, with Oscar. It exists. Oh, there's no question about it. So what, what's the over, why so much? Why would people turn on a fighter that, because the fans that are there are probably Mexican American. Oh,
1: absolutely. Most of them are. And but, they turn, but there's, there's such a pride in their heritage and, but, but, you know, let's give them their due. They, if, if, you know, they are really, really astute fight, fight fans. And they are now backing uh, Golovkin because they love, they love his Mexican heart. And style. They love, they love his style. And, and of course, you know, Tom Loeffler is, is smart enough to, to bill him as fighting Mexican style, but they will boo a Mexican fighter if he's not giving it. But they, a guy like Salido, they know he's going to give his all. Yes, you know. And once upon a time, records didn't matter. Other, you know, today they, uh, you know, HBO and Showtime. That's how want, they sold brand, right? Well, they they want yeah, a guy twenty nine and one. Yeah. He fought my sister. Yeah, he fought Stevie Wonder. He you fought know, some kid.
0: Oh, absolutely, some kid. Absolutely, you know. So
1: the the records are padded, and yeah. you know, and and we talked earlier. There was a, a really good fight last week, but you know, in Santa Cruz. Uh, got beat and I you know I, I think that one can make the claim that Santa Cruz, despite all the activity which he brings, which which is fun to see, yeah. is a kind of man was a manufactured star in that he was matched very, very carefully. He really didn't fight anybody.
0: Isn't that the name of the game though now, Alan, like more than ever. More than ever, you I think the fight fans are 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 smart on the sport. We know that Andre Ward's people. We know we can see through it. That more than, but even the more not so transparent ones. You know, if you see, oh well, you know, it's Pacquiao versus Crawford. You're, you're talking about uh, Bob Aaron. Oh, this is good for Bob because it's his next star. Right. There's, but there's all. Hasn't there always kind of been that aspect? Well, here's the scoop. In here's the scoop.
1: Once upon a time, records didn't matter. Also, once upon a time fighters fought often the last serious yeah. fighter who fought often was Danaher
0: and he well we saw what happened
1: yeah and you know unfortunately it, you know it, it didn't work out for him but he was giving the he was giving the fans something to look forward to often champions once upon a time used to fight non-title ba- uh, bouts in between fights. And I maintain that fi- that Oscar was a very, very good fighter. What kept him from being a great fighter is that Oscar's an intelligent guy with many interests, and he wound up fighting twice a year. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo and Hispanic Heritage Month, yeah. which means that even if he was going to the gym, he was going to the gym like a like a hitter taking batting practice. Yeah. It's not the same thing. When you fight frequently, you have to maintain fighting weight. Also, every single fight you learn something. You learn how to fight a southpaw. You learn how to fight a body puncher. You learn how to fight a Mexican who's coming, you know, who starts coming forward as he leaves the dressing room. Yeah. You know, you
0: learn how to how to cut the ring off. You I think le- you see a change though. You see you see baseball. Pitchers used to pitch uh 200 innings and then as as the sport grows and there's so much more money involved you're going to protect your investment oh absolutely, absolutely. So you can't have that anymore you but you can have more than what ward has been giving us you can give us more you can give us more than one fight every year like he has well you know some fighters still do 3 or 4 rarely but the big ones no more than 2 or 3 well they
1: they once upon a time the the amount of money was nowhere near as great yeah, they now to. make so much the question also becomes: Some guys f- get into boxing because somebody says you'd be good. They discover yeah. they are good. Do they really love the sport? Yeah. Not necessarily. So it becomes a business. Yep. Um, you know, you have, but but the big one of the big problems today is the absence of personalities. Floyd Floyd is was and is a great personality. Is he a great human being? Not for me to judge, but a great personality. Yeah. I don't know Floyd. I know his uncle Roger, who's yeah. in my film, yeah. uh, who's a wonderful character. Yes. Um, Oscar is is a personality. Yeah. Ray Leonard is a you know is a great guy. Mancini. Ray, oh, Ray Mancini is you know he lights up the room. Yes. And and I'm proud that you know I'm mentioning guys who are all in my film because yes. I got to hang out with all yeah, of them. You know, uh, and I consider Ray Mancini a friend. Yes. Um, they, you know that they're fun, but Terence Crawford is a you know is my favorite of the new new wave of fighters. Yet I don't know much about him yet, and that's a failing on the part of Top Rank and uh, and his manager and
0: everybody else.
1: Also, well, hopefully
0: he'll hopefully he'll get there. Well, you know he needs that marquee fight.
1: Yeah, no, and you he know but the, the opportunities are missed. Sergio yeah. Martinez was a really exciting fighter. Yeah. Also, women. We're attracted to him because yeah. he's a real good-looking guy. Why didn't Lou DiBella give him English lessons?
0: Exactly. Right. You make him bilingual, and how much how much more appealing is he? We see that now with Canelo. Uh, there's a little bit of that going on as well. Right. Um, it's it's it, it's there are definitely balls that are dropped. Um, in creating stars, because yeah. you've got to create stars in this in this sport. More, I mean, you can't just get by with oh, you've got one star in on a football team; it's good enough. I mean, this is your one chance well, to create you know, somebody. Even in baseball, kids, you know,
1: kids used to say to their dads, "I want to see Junior Griffey. Can you yeah. take me?" Yeah. You know, there aren't as many. You know, when they when they all had colorful nicknames, when they all. Uh, when they stayed with the same team for a while, you know, that you want, you need the next wave of, of, of viewers of, you know, of people to go to the the games, or in this case, the fights of people to to follow, you know, people ultimately, you know, with the entertainment dollars stretched very thin, you're going to root for somebody who, who, either is if you're if you're a, a you know Mexican Mexican heritage you you're li- you're likely to root for somebody from Mexico but if you find out about the person and you really get excited then you want to you know you want to see him fight again exactly. you want to see him fight a, a, against a real opponent you don't when when boxing gives us a series of largely exhibitions yes. we we get hurt. and you know we Al Heyman, wearing two you know I'd love to see it work but he wears two hats and there's a contradiction, it seems to me, between Al Heyman, the manager, and Al Heyman, the promoter.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, PBC right now is one of the best and worst things going because right. there's so much. Is it's? It, I mean, it's literally there is something every week: HBO, Showtime, or NBC, or Spike, right. or, or something. You can find it, and PBC has brought that. But their 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 stable of fighters is so small, and they all just fight each other, and you feel like you're just you're just getting the pbc division exactly of boxing but it's the exposure is great i think it can lead to bigger things i think that's we're gonna hope. get the exposure that's the hope i mean i nobody would yes. love that more than me no both of us <laughs> um and uh, if hopefully we can see more fights like our this day in boxing history fight i want to show this real quick to the fans <laughs> this was back august 7th 2004 diego corrales versus Aselino freitas let's roll the tape did i lose mark <laughs> i think mark's sleeping in the booth yeah. Oh, there it is. There's my man. Uh, do you remember this fight, Alan? Yes. Um, this was after that Freitas had been knocked down twice already in the fight. And obviously frustrated. Yeah. By Diego. And this was prime Diego. Oh, who's who was a really colorful fighter. Yes. And here comes and talented the talented fighter. Goes down with the right hand. Yeah. And that was probably the the... The lesser of, of all the of all the knockdowns in that fight, but it was cumulative. It was cumulative, and then we see what happens to Freitas here uh, shortly after the knockdown. Yeah, that's it. He doesn't want any more to do with with Diego. Um, hard to believe this was twelve years ago, right? Oh, no, twelve years ago, right? And we lost Diego <laughs> tragically, which yeah, is terrible. Um, but this was. I mean, this was truly right before. I mean, this was right before his war with Castillo. Yep, this is exactly, the fight yeah. right before, um, and this is for the WBO uh, super featherweight title. So he's becoming a star because his fights against Cassian Mayor led right. into this, and then he's a, he's a stud. Uh, he trailed. I mean, this was probably the best you're going to get of Diego. Uh, but this speaks on behalf of. He's Brazilian, right? But there is that aspect of I'm going to come forward, and Absolutely. if I can't get what I want to get done, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Like, what What is? Uh, I mean, we've got about five minutes here. Well, and I want to. I want to pump boxeo,
1: um, <laughs> the, the, boxeo. The classic case of that was Roberto Duran. Yeah. Um, you know, and in in the film, I, I was fortunate enough to to get Ray Leonard to talk about that fight. Yeah. And um, you know, the first fight. Leonard surprised him by going toe-to-toe. Everybody assumed that Leonard was going to dance. And if you look at the fight closely, that could have gone either way. You know, did did Duran deserve the win? Uh, Probably,
0: but it could have gone either way. But uh, Ray Leonard won the respect of the world. Well, that, that also reminds me of the fight we just watched. Right. Because if you look at the judges' scorecards from that fight, it was almost dead even. Absolutely. And you wonder... Are they? Are these fighters? Are they so in their bubble, in their zone, that they don't realize that? Hey, you're win- you you might be winning this fight. Well, you've got your corner men telling you that. Yeah, you know. So, uh,
1: how can they not be? They're just frustrated. That they're not. They're not kicking or, their ass, or that they're not being able to impose their will and yeah. their style. But in you know, in the second Duran Leonard fight, Ray played with his head, and you know was throwing bolo punches. Yeah, and you know he swears that that was spontaneous. That he saw what was going on and that he saw that Duran was was frustrated. And he milked it and milked it and milked it. Yeah. And you saw the result. I mean... Head games. You know, um, Duran at 135 may have been the greatest fighter of the modern era. True. You know, just an amazing... But...
0: Um, it's a shame what he's... It's a shame that he's known for... That's the legacy. That it's... Uh, you know, yeah, th- there's...
1: There, there, there. Certain careers have what I call defining moments. Well, that's one of them. That you know that that but he also
0: but, has to own up to it. Yeah, I mean it's also a terrible. I mean to turn your back and in such a huge fight like that is just. So you, I mean it doesn't shouldn't define his career, but 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 he should have to answer questions. Yeah, they'll
1: no, say you know it, you you Mark McGuire you know is always going to be defined by the steroids. Yes, you know there there are certain choices people make. Yeah and that doesn't mean that they're horrible human beings but you know uh, when you are in the spotlight you know the, the you're a, you know you your life is not the same when i remember years ago the basketball player paul pierce who's one of the i think one of the unsung heroes of the nba you know the year that, that the celtics beat the lakers he not only carried the Celtics offensively, he also shut down Kobe Bryant. True. Um, but there was a point at several, many years ago where he was stabbed. And somebody asked me what I thought. And I said, why is a public figure in a pool room at 3 a.m.? Can any good happen? <laughs> Build can your any, own pool room. Right. Can any good come from mm, that? Not really. You know? no. uh, and you say, you know, you, when, when you become a celebrity, when you become a star— you acquire wealth, you acquire all sorts of things, but you also give up certain freedoms yeah and in the case of roberto duran uh because he was such a great fighter he will you know he will always be acknowledged hopefully as as an extraordinary fighter,
0: but the defining moment will always be no mas it's true, and he could have fought till he was sixty if he didn't get in that car wreck, that's for sure, I think he could have i mean. He might have gone to Publix a little too much later on in his career. <laughs> no offense, Roberto, which he's not watching. But if he is, we love you here. Uh, we also love El Boxeo. Thank you. I really want to thank you for coming in. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, everyone can watch El Boxeo. If you've got Amazon Prime, which you should, because, I mean, it's worth it. Check it out. That's where I watched it. And also, you can buy it on DVD. Is yes. it, is, those are the two platforms Yes. On, right? So, Amazon Prime and or, on DVD. Or, uh, ElboxeoTheMovie.com. Oh, yes. Check it out. And check it out. Uh, there's more teasers on YouTube as well. Or, if,
1: or if on the website or, uh, or on
0: imdb.com, you can see the trailer. Yes. Which is longer. Yes. Yes. Plunt, you got to talk to everybody and their brother in the sport. For me, it was, it was heaven. Phenomenal. It was, yeah. it was, it was great hearing all the different angles and, 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 People I haven't heard from in in the fight game in a long time, and and Jose. Right. Really, so you, you got, I mean, the last interview. Well,
1: a little anecdote. Uh, Jose Suleiman used to say that God played, uh, played a trick on, on the world when he, <laughs> Don King, and Bob Arum were all born in the same year. What he failed to, 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 to state is that Larry Merchant was also born that oh, year. Oh, was he?
0: Absolutely. That was can a great imagine? year. 1931, right? 1930, I think so. 56. It, yeah, 56. <laughs> we'll just say 56. I'll say it for them. Um, but Alan, has been a pleasure. Oh, pleasure's all mine. And How where can you... everyone find you on social
1: media? Uh, on Facebook, yeah. at lboxeo.themovie.com at, at, at Al Swired on Twitter. Um,
0: S-W-Y-E-R.
1: Or, you know, Walking My Dog in Santa Monica.
0: Yeah, shout out! <laughs> you know, just, just say, "Hey, I loved you. I loved you on the After Buzz Boxing Show, Alan." And uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of anecdotes, Larry Merchant and I live a block away
1: from each other. That's great! Uh, oh my god, th-
0: we got to have you back on to just. Oh, talk. I'd love to. I just love, would love to talk about uh, your past, and then uh, and you and you fought as well. So I'd love to Absolutely. dive into well, that. So anytime there's another fight, I'd love to do. Get you I I on... will be.
1: I'm about to make a movie in France. Yes which is heaven on earth for me because I lived there, wor- uh, went to school there for a while, worked there, uh, so I'm getting to do a largely autobiographical scripted film. And I've, been, I've done nine documentaries in a row, so it's nice to go back to working with actors and, and a script. Uh, but I will be back in mid October we've Perfect. got a big fight coming up in November. We have got a couple of good fights coming up so I'd love
0: to do it. All right, so when that project gets a little closer, come back in. We'll talk about it and then we'll talk about the fight game.
1: And if anybody wants wants to happens to be in the south of France in uh, you just happen to In mid in mid September, <laughs> you're welcome to have your get a get a hold of me. You're welcome to have your Hitchcock moment. Perfect.
0: <laughs> All right, you heard it. If you're in the south of France, uh, in the next couple of months. Rumor has it, Alan. Rumor has it there are things to eat and drink there. That's true. I have heard that. Alan, pleasure. Oh pleasure was all Thank mine. Uh, I'm at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter, that's Jared Gilkerson. Brian Brian Rice in the in the chat room. We wanna to talk to you. I saw that you were chiming in earlier. Sorry I missed your your uh, you know, your text about the fight. But we want you. We want you to talk. Get at me on Twitter. Let me know what you're thinking. Uh, and occasionally, I do polls on Twitter. I just did a Pacquiao versus Bradley, or no, Pacquiao versus Crawford poll, and uh, it was the, the numbers were kind of staggering. The, uh, uh, huge numbers for Pacquiao over over. Um Crawford. But hey, hopefully we'll do a preview show. (laughs) Anybody want to place any bets? (laughs) Yeah, really. I'm in. I'm in. I want to see the odds on that. But uh, Alan, once again, a pleasure. El Boxeo, Amazon Prime and on DVD, ElBoxeo.net ElBoxeoTheMovie.com ElBoxeoTheMovie.com. Thank you, Alan. Uh, Everyone have a great day and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.